Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the American Rugby Show. I am one of your hosts, Alex Corpusero, joined by former USMLR Coach of the Year, Rob Hoadley, and the most cap eagle in history, and this year inducted USA Rugby Hall of Famer, Todd Clever. This is the State of the Union. This is where we talk all the biggest topics and news and interviews in the American rugby landscape. Guys, before we get to our guest this week, uh, I just want to open it up. Uh, it, it's been an exciting week. Obviously, uh, we're a bit later in the week in this show due to a few reasons. So it's dropping. Uh, probably going to come out as the games are going over uh, on this weekend. But lots of news. Uh, Rob, Todd, San Diego are coming in hot with some new signings. Uh, uh, you know, announcing some cavalry to the race at the end to try and get them across the line in the playoffs. And Matt McCarthy of the Rugby Wrap-Up, who's a good friend of mine, has already anointed San Diego as the West Coast winners, thinking they'll finish in second, thinking they'll go to the playoffs, and calling a shot that they'll that they'll play against Rooney in the final. I open the floor to you all. Let's discuss. Hodes, I'm going to have to talk to you. I mean, you... Hodes, you've, you've been also calling it. I don't know if you, uh, he, you know, you fired or, or gave him some uh, some kindling or some uh, some gasoline to put on that fire, but uh, I think uh, I think you, you should uh, you should chime in first. Yeah, I think we were talking about it before the Seattle game uh, about four or five weeks ago. Um, just because we looked at the schedule and um, Phil Greening had come in and really helped the defense, we knew the new signings were on the way. Um, I think a lot of people knew Paddy was coming in. They probably didn't know about Cara Pryor and Tom Franklin, who are proper good players. Um, and you just like the brains in the engine room now because you're probably somewhat short of a leader in the four pack. Now, Robshaw's coming back soon, if not this weekend, probably the weekend after. So Tamalau has been captain and didn't play the previous weekend. So you've got Robshaw, Tamalau, Pryor and Franklin coming in. I mean, and Paddy. So you've got five in there that are all leaders. Uh, that's not to say, you know, with selection, we don't, <laughs> it's tough with selection to get into that pack. Uh, Kenny Nazagenge's just come back fit. Um, Mike Smith's been outstanding as the youngster. Um, so Sam has been uh, one of the players of the tournament, but he's going to go away with US. And the thing is, they, they won't skip a beat now. You know, the only issue is... Uh, getting everyone on the same page because there are a lot of new components but other people are going to get hurt during um, the the USA tour with some of their best players being away. If you look at what they've got to bring in now, it sounds stupid to say you won't miss Arm but you won't miss him like other teams will miss their best players. What sort of message does it send for the league that, you know, it, it's all fair well in the season but you can just load the reinforcements for the end of the year running. Is that something because of the salary cap and because of the way the league's structured? Is that something we're going to see every year now that teams are going to try and up the ante with these signings? Or is this a reaction from San Diego because of the results on the field? Uh, Todd, you, you answer this first. Like, Where do you, where do you see the, sort of the, the dust settling on that? 
No, I mean, I've managed, uh, you know, a professional team myself, and I know the challenges with the salary cap and how you can get creative of of it. And you definitely know some of the teams are definitely getting creative, uh, you know, amongst it. But uh, for, for, for a team to have that much of for a rainy day fund uh, to dig in, to have these top signings is is pretty unbelievable. And, and, and uh, how they did it is great. But, uh, you know, lucky for them for sure um but you just gotta you just gotta wonder you just gotta wonder yeah i think you know other leagues around the uh, world have transfer windows and you can only you can only um move from team to team in those, those windows and that's very clear from the outset again you've got to look at it we're a very small league we're um the, the squads are so small that injuries you know you need to try and find replacements and it's tough at different times during the year but you do need to, to have a bit in your kitty to be able to bring players in. Now, we don't know these players' individual situations. We don't know how much they're getting paid here or if they were getting paid out from other contracts, especially some of the people that are leaving Japan. That may be the case. that They actually don't even need that much money to be here and want the experience. So, um, I mean, we just don't know. But, uh, I mean, listen, what a great shout by Matt McCarthy. I mean, I love it. That you you got, you got to put yourself out there. Shot fired, mate. I love it too. And then you look at ATL... The ATL have got six games and Rooney have got six games. ATL have got four away games and two home games. And Rooney have got four home games and two away games. So the opposite. So obviously, uh, New York are on a bye this week. The game next week, ATL in Rooney, is going to be fascinating. But, but Nola are right up there as well. And as we said last week, like it was an unbelievable performance and it took the headlines at ATL. But Rooney were also taking the headlines in their way. And we're six or seven weeks away from the playoffs, so you know one one big week doesn't do it for you. You got to do it. You got to keep doing it consistently. Mate, I absolutely love it. I, I like stirring the pot. Listen, San Diego, fair play to you. I think all this noise, Matt McCarthy shot, uh, shooting shots, his shot. It's great for the league. It's great drama. It gets fans interested. And it just, you know, from an LA point of view, having people doubt LA and, and not just sort of drumming them up as the team that might win it all or whatever, I think is great for them. You know, every team needs a bit of fuel for the fire to drive them internally. And having people doubt them after one tough loss to one of the best teams in the league away by five points with a red card... Full, full disclosure, you know, fair enough to the rest of the league. Doubt them away, but I think it, it sets it up perfectly. Um, big fan of San Diego, always have been. More of a fan of them when they had Rob Hoadley uh, in, in the coaching booth, but still obviously cheering them on and wishing them well. And I think, you know, it's, let's see how they go this weekend against Toronto's a big game and, and they got to win those games and they've sort of shot their shot and committed these players and they seem really determined to get into the playoffs in the West. Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You you can't you can't go too yeah. fast. You can't go too fast. I mean, they're 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 in the fourth place right now. They got a lot to go. I know we have six more weeks, but did you see Utah? Did you see the the, the cruzade? Did you see the tail? I mean, I mean, and you gotta know. This, what do you call them, hoes? Disinfectors. The sterilizers. The sterilizers, Austin. Those are two teams that are going to be hungry, and it's all going to be about well, those interconference games, and those are going to be the playoff ones. The East Coast, we have that Atlanta-New York one. West Coast, we're going to have a handful of those games that are really going to tell time. But yeah, San Diego's hitting stride, but hey, don't count out those Utah boys or the guys down south in the Lone Star State. It's about time the West Coast got a little bit spicy with the conference. So guys... 
That's our little State of the Union done. It's time to hear from uh, a big name in the MLR if you are on the ground in the MLR. That is Chris Martinez. This guy has been Rooney through and through from the beginning of the MLR and Rooney's inception to the MLR. He's played for USA Sevens. He's been in men's Eagles camps before. He's having a great season. He is the utility back of American rugby in the MLR. Goal kicking, playing across the field. Big fan of his and I know he's been listening to our show. So let's get in and welcome Chris Martinez. And now a word from our sponsor, Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbooks experts. We are joined by the man that is Chris Martina, the man that was our round 11 MLR Gillies try of the week scorer off a big victory over the OGs. We've got the Rooney star here. Chris, welcome to the American Rugby Show. This is the State of the Union. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. So, mate. Let's start with um, the, the win against Old Glory and Rooney at the moment. I, I feel like you guys have uh, turned a corner and, and a lot of that momentum and that turn probably came from the big win uh, against LA that you had uh, up, in, up in New Jersey. And then since then, you seem to be just building momentum uh, week on week. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a tumultuous uh, first few weeks. You know, we lost Greg uh, in the beginning of the season. So it's pretty much just been Marty uh, for the first half of the season and you know I thought we did pretty well with with the cards we were dealt and um you know that was a massive win at home for us against the Giltinis obviously not great against the Gilgronis um in Austin but we were able to come and bounce back and uh yeah I felt like that game against the OGs was the first time we've really put together a full 80 minutes of uh really good attacking rugby and uh yeah it was, it was a great win for us going into the bye week. And it's one of the things we've talked about on on our breakdowns is the fact that Rooney are adding layers to their game. I think in that LA game, it was a massive defensive shift. It was defend, disrupt, win with penalties. I think in the uh, the Austin game, kind of a similar theme. You were defending, defending, defending. It was still a pretty close game. But now that attacking rugby has started to come. Is that because of the introduction of the new coach that Marty Veal talked about? Is it just uh, you know more time together? Talk us through what do you think's adding to that sort of attacking flow that we've seen from you in, in these recent weeks? Yeah, I think Marty Burke's been a massive influence for us. Um, he's just come in and really just grabbed it by the horns and and really just put his stamp on the team, I think, a bit. And it kind of took us a few weeks to to kind of get a, get a hang of it. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's done an amazing job. Um, Marty Veal's done an amazing job. And we're just starting to, to get our firepower going now. And, um, yeah, you know, it's just finding our groove and finding our – you know, we had a lot of new players. Um, and we're kind of starting to gel now, which is awesome to see halfway through the season. If we're talking Marty Burke and we're talking the attacking patterns, then uh, naturally it flows on to this weekend, Chris. And, uh, you know, you're welcoming ATL to town. You've got six games left now, four of them at home, which should be a massive advantage to you. So um, how, how, are you guys, um, how are you guys feeling coming into the weekend? Yeah, we're feeling good. Well, we got the, we have the bye week this week. Uh, we have ATL next weekend, so... Uh, we're feeling great. You know, I think we gained a lot of confidence from that OG's game uh, going into the bye week. And 
you know, it was nice to score a bunch of tries, but, you know, ATL is definitely uh, hitting their stride as well. And, you know, that's basically a playoff game for us. So we're kind of looking at it that way. And from here on out, every single game, you know, means everything, I guess, for the playoffs. It's such a tight race. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a massive, massive game, but we're really looking forward to it. And it looks like you've got options at 10 now. How's um, how's the injury to Dan Hollingshead coming on? Uh, and obviously you've had uh, Harry Bennett stepped up and done a good good job. And uh, Ellis has obviously been fantastic there finishing out the games. Yeah, it's actually been awesome because Andy in the preseason, uh, before Dan got there, was playing a lot of 10 uh, in the preseason. And he was unbelievable. And we're like, maybe you should play a little 10 uh, for us. Yeah. But it seems like it's been working out now. And... Um, I love playing off him at 10 because he's just, you don't really know what's going to happen, but he's just moving the ball around. He's throwing it around recklessly. So it's so fast. His delivery so fast, so it can really take defenders out, the speed of his ball through the air. Um, if you put a bit of footwork on most of the balls in the air, no, he, he looks very zippy. He looks like he's having fun there as well. Yeah, he makes jokes that he's going to be playing 10 for us. Uh, you know, like that's his that's his go-to thing. He's like, oh, I'm going to play 10 or, you know, he's... I th- I th- I thought you were going to say he's going to play ten for the All Blacks. <laughs> he could be making a comeback for sure. I think he could. I think he could do it. He's still feisty. Still yeah. so feisty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always the first one in there when there's a scrap. The old, you know, get behind someone big, hold me back, hold me back, boys. <laughs> yeah. I hope by the time I'm his age that I'm as feisty and still going at it with the young bloods like he is for sure. And uh, so obviously he he's had a great influence. It's a shame, uh, Chris, over the past couple of weeks, obviously. It looks like Luguizmon's out for the season. Uh, how is he getting on? Is, is he still having an impact, um, sort of just intellectually and culturally around the place, as well as uh, you know missing out on being on the pitch? Yeah, he's uh, he's been world class to be honest. He's come in and he put his, you know, right away he was, you know, he has a notebook on the sidelines even when he's hurt. You know, he's in the meeting rooms, he's talking, he's chatting with everyone. He's kind of building that culture that we want here and. He's been amazing, and he's just a, a top guy. Like he's he's really just blown me away in terms of his professionalism uh, and what he brings to us. And even you know, it really sucks that he got hurt, but uh, luckily we have some depth uh, in the back row. But you know, he we were gutted for him, and but you know, happy to see that he's get on the mend and uh, he's still with us, and he'll be there with us for the rest of the season for sure. Yeah, lucky you've got a little mini Leguizamon as well. <laughs> yeah, they are they're buddies, man. They they hang out. They're just bouncing things off each other. You know, Leguizamon's teaching him everything that he knows yeah. um, in Benja Benasso. So yeah, he's he's been awesome for us as well. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, it's great to have them both there. And the RGs are just you know clicking and and our best buds. So you've been you know been such a great servant to American rugby, and you you know you've been around through you know you know, obviously. Uh, 15 sevens camps down at Chula Vista, uh, sort of pro rugby, MLR, and, and through the season of MLR. How, what sort of place do you think American rugby is at at the moment? And, and what, how has it developed uh, since the uh, inception of MLR four years ago? I think it's, it's making huge strides. Uh, you see each and every year the league is getting better and better. Um, there's more and more Americans. There's now the draft. You have college kids that are showing up and actually – you know, starting and playing well on teams. Um, and, you know, just growing up as a, as a high school kid playing rugby, it's, you know, it's come so far. You know, my goal was to go play overseas, to play for the Saracens, to be the next Chris Wiles, eventually play for the United States um, and the Eagles. And now you can just play in the MLR, you know, in your home 
city, even in your home country. Um, and it's a high level, it's a high enough level where, you know, you're getting really top quality games. Um, it's just great to see and it's awesome. And um, it's just paving the way for those kids coming up that are looking. They don't want to go overseas. They want to stay here and play in the MLR. So, you know, I think it's just going to grow, grow and grow. And you see the fans are coming in, the stands are getting a bit more full. And that's just great to see too. You, you, you touch on it being in your hometown, playing for your, uh, you know, your, your city that you were, you know, raised. You started your rugby at Xavier, Xavier High School, one of the powerhouses for many, many of years. And a lot of uh, Eagle legends such as uh, Mike Petrie and, you know, yourself uh, that turned Eagles. Um, I mean, what kind of hat do you wear whenever you guys come have guys from uh, New Zealand, Australia or, or Argentina? Do they look to you to be like, hey, where do I go for a, a nice uh, nice beer? Where do I go for a steak? Are you kind of that team liaison? Because, I mean, you know that city like the back of your hand. Yeah, 100%. I'm actually about to take some of the front rowers out for some good pizza and Italian food uh, tonight. So, we're, you know, I definitely kind of act as that. I tell people what's good. You know, a bunch of the boys are on some trips right now in the off on the bye week and I've uh, given them some uh, hints on, on where to go, but uh, yeah, no, it's great. And it's great to be that liaison and I love doing it. You know, we had the Irish contingency last year. We had Bastero. I'm helping him look for an apartment. Um, you know, so that's, you know, it's been a whole, you know, variety of guys and guys from all over the world. And it's just fun. It's, it's a great time. It's a great thing for me. I love to do it. Um, love to help guys out. Uh, yeah, it's just been a, it's a great experience um, and looking forward to, to more of it. I mean, that's that's one of the best things about Major League Rugby is having guys from all over the world and some of the top players in the world wanting to come play on our shores. I mean, you've, you, you're playing alongside of uh, a Rugby World Cup winner, you know, that held uh, the, the Web Ellis Trophy. I mean, that's so awesome. But there's such a draw to coming over here because I remember playing and I played all over the world everybody's like, oh, you know, I want to play in America. And this was before, you know, MLR. And I was like, there's just no money. Now that there's a little money coming, but people are taking, you know, big pay cuts. But the best thing that we're getting from that is, is young players are able to play inside or outside of some of these All Blacks, some of these, you know, Pumas, some of these, you know, English Premiership players that, that, that are seasoned. So it's just making our depth so much better. And, and obviously someone like yourself, uh, you know, reaping the benefits, you know, scoring Gillies try of the week and, and, and you know, celebrating and being a being a uh, you know big uh, big influence on those guys. But just one other question, you know, on that because I know that you you you're telling guys where to go for for pizza. Is it is it thin crust or is it thick crust? Uh, we're, it's not thick crust. That's more of the Chicago style deep dish. I think we're going. Uh, we need a Chicago team, is what we're saying. <laughs> there, there needs to be a Chicago team. That would be great. Honestly, they have some great food. But yeah, I mean, there is there is both. There is L and B pizza, which is thick crust. That's out in Brooklyn, and then uh, we mostly go thin crust. You got to go plain. You can't put any toppings on it. The New York way. Um, it's just good as it is as a plain pizza. So. That's awesome. Where, where are you taking these these big lads, mate? I, I have the anticipation. I'm a big lover of big meals, front row dinners, and pizza. I'm sure you'll I need, see I need it on Instagram uh, later tonight. But uh, we're going to uh, Ruby Rosa. It's a Italian restaurant downtown. They're famous for their vodka slices, uh, big pizza pies, and yeah, it's going to be a, a good good experience for the guys. We haven't been able to go out much, uh, yeah. Yeah. so we're taking advantage of the bye week and kind of showing them what downtown Manhattan's like. Chris, like, what's been life been like away from uh, the field um, in New York? Obviously, it's a bit different to around the country, right? Where people are coming in for a, 
you know, a, a lively experience. How has it been for you guys uh, as it's probably been a little bit quiet? And how has the off week uh, looked for you guys this week? Have you been able to get out and do a bit more? Yeah, so um, in terms of New York, it's been very slow in, in, in just the grand scheme of things, but it is coming back. They just opened up everything uh, June 1st, I think. So, you know, everything's back. You don't have to wear a mask, which has been great. Um, and, you know, everyone's slowly but surely coming back in the – uh, USMLR guidelines and stuff uh, have eased up, so now we're able to go out a bit. Um, in terms of what we've done, is just we've kind of just taken the week off. Um, we've had eight, you know, straight games, uh, just a lot of tired bodies. I think we needed to mentally refresh. So some guys traveled around to some other cities in the U.S. Um, and you know, we've just kind of given no rugby at all, just you know, do your own stuff, be a professional, get your work in on your own. Um, and then we'll regroup on Monday and Tuesday. And then we have a, I think it's a six game stretch for the playoffs. So, you know, it's, it's been good for us. And I actually picked up a dog. <laughs> so I, uh, we rescued a dog this week. So that's been my bye week. MLR Superman. <laughs> big, big responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good work. And do the lads live pretty close uh, around each other? Cause I know, in seasons past, you've been uh, sort of uh, sprawled out across the city. And then uh, Marty was saying you've got quite a nice new training facility as well. Yeah, they've done an amazing job um, this year with the setup. It's it's really awesome. All the boys are living in uh, the cast iron houses, which is in Jersey City. It's just an awesome complex. It has a pool, multiple gyms. Um, they all have their own places, which is awesome. I'm actually in the city uh, living with my girlfriend, so I'm in Manhattan, but uh, luckily, I have a ride to training uh, every day, which is like a 40-ish minute drive. But um, yeah, they've they've done amazing. Rick and the management team, they've they've really come in and, you know, spent some money on giving us a home, uh, which is something we haven't really had the last few years. And uh, yeah, it just changes everything, you know, like it's it's more of a professional setup now than it has been in the past. And I think that's, you know, you're going to see us instead of going down towards the playoffs, we're going to be kind of hitting our stride and uh, we've gotten comfortable now, so it's it's definitely been awesome. And hats off to those guys for sure. And, and uh, yeah, the management. That that's awesome, mate. That's kind of where I wanted to take the chat was that you've been uh, at Rooney since the ground up, and and you were there in the beginning in the sort of uh, James Kennedy era where he first founded the team, and now through this new ownership group and the evolution, um, you know Stephen Lewis as GM, lot lot of different uh, change there. Can you just other than just the training facilities, can you just talk us through some more of the of the changes and the vision of the club that you've seen develop year on year? And yeah, where I it mean, is now? well, the training facility is massive. <laughs> we were training in. Randall's Island year one. So we've come a long way from there. Um, but yeah, just, I think this year we've put a big emphasis on the culture of the team. Uh, you know, a theme, themes, you know, week in and week out themes of the season. Um, you know, just things that, you know, for us gives us a little bit more meaning, uh, to the club and as a group of guys together, kind of trying to do something special. Um, yeah. And it's just been, it's been really refreshing and really awesome. Uh, you know, how they brought that in. And I guess it's a lot of the New Zealand, um, you know, way of doing things, but we've really enjoyed it. And I think uh, we're really coming, and that's been a big part of us coming together, you know, a bit more. And it has a different feel to it than it has in the last few years. So we're really excited about that and just to keep growing it. And during this growth um, that, that's been going on at Rooney, as someone who's entrenched in the rugby landscape in New York, as deep as it gets, uh, 
you know, you, you, you coaching at Xavier. Are, are you seeing changes on the ground level, like the grassroots level for rugby in New York? And is there signs of positivity with all this sort of exciting stuff going on at the top end of the game uh, with Rooney and the MLR? Yeah, I think it's tough because of COVID. I think that really set us back. We really weren't allowed to do anything at the grassroots level. Like high schools haven't been playing. Um, you know, a lot of the grassroots kids were not really playing, but you are seeing a lot of youth rugby popping up um, around and you see a lot more teams around the tri-state area uh, coming together and um, putting teams together. And our academy has gotten up and running, which has been awesome. And we've gotten a few games in, um, but yeah, just something that needs to continue to grow. And New York's such a big city. I think the more we get boots on the ground with the academy, uh, with the guys starting youth programs um, and just getting out into the community, we'll see more exponential growth. But it definitely is growing. And you see these high school kids wanting to come out and they want to play for Rooney. You know, they want to play in the MLR. And that's you know, all you can really ask for from the top level of uh, you know, rugby here. And as we look at your journey a little bit, um, you know, New York born and bred, uh, playing professional rugby in New York. But for an American, I feel like you do feel a bit of an anomaly of a role. You are someone who has been able to be a utility back across the back line, whether that be, you know, at fly half, wing, fullback, center, you goal kick. There's not many American homegrown players that at this era that are, that are offering all of that on the MLR stage. And can you just talk us a little bit through maybe your development or or how you sort of got to that position? Because it's it's not the norm for, for, for a lot of the, the, the people in your situation. Yeah, it's it's been a it's I mean, to be honest, I, I'm just kind of built for for rugby, I guess it's. It's tough to say, just kind of being an athlete, I just, guess. Just be uh, careful, because he's taking the front row out for pizzas tonight as well. So just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know. I, it just kind of all fell into place. Like, I played soccer as a kid. Um, you know, I played American football. I played basketball. Um, I've played all these sports, and I've kind of just filled the same role throughout all of them. Like, I can, I'm just pretty good at everything. <laughs> um, and that's kind of just what has... And then I put all my skills in together and, and I found rugby and, you know, I didn't look back since then and it just made perfect sense to me and, and everything that I wanted to do. Um, yeah, no, it's, and you just got to work, you got to really work hard. And I've put in a lot of hours, you know, just season after season for about 10, 11 years now. And, you know, you just keep building and building your game and, um, you know, I love it. You know, that's pretty much it. You just have to love it. And I really do love it. Um, and it occupies pretty much all my time besides my girlfriend and now my dog. So, um, you know, that's pretty much it. And yeah, it's, it's great to be in the, in, in that class of player and, you know, just being able to do everything, uh, just bring as much. I, as I know that, uh, that I was mentioned earlier with, uh, obviously your pedigree with the sevens and then fifteens. Um, did you have a bit of a crossroads between, oh, I have to choose between sevens and fifteens. Did you have your goals set for Olympics? Do you have your goals set for, for the world cup? What, uh, what, what kind of mindset and what kind of uh, crossroads or, or forks in the road have you uh, come across and what are your goals and aspirations? I mean, my goal, my goal, my end goal was to always play overseas and play for, you know, Saracens, obviously, or, you know, one of the clubs there and be like that next Chris Wiles. Um, but, you know, obviously representing the Eagles in 15s, I think, is my ma major goal. And to play fullback or wing in the back three for them is, is something that I would love to do. And I think that was my first my youngest goal like that's the one thing that I wanted to do and then 
Um, just along the process, I set my sights on sevens and I thought, you know, I, could, I had an opportunity to go there and do something and, and be in that squad, which I was able to do. Um, and then I think that crossroads that you're talking about was kind of after that 2018 World Cup, I was uh, picked as a reserve. And then I had the choice to either come home and play for Rooney or to stick on and, and try and maybe push for the Olympics. Um, and that was probably my biggest crossroad. And it was a very, very difficult decision for me. But, you know, I felt like if I could come home and play 15s uh, under Tolks and, and for my, you know, in my city, in front of my family and friends um, and really push for a 15 spot, uh, you know, that would be, you know, my, that was my decision. So I ended up coming back and, and trying to do that. So and we're still there, still trying to push for that spot. So. Hose. <laughs> yeah, hose. Goes on the hotline. Goes on the yeah. hotline. No, I mean it's amazing because you remember Chris when we were, uh, you know, first doing pro rugby down in San Diego. It was like we everyone was looking towards Chula Vista as the professional environment in the country, and really it was the only place you could be right as a young player that had aspirations. Um, and now we've got these uh, environments all around the country, and uh, you know it's so good for our national game. I think. Yeah, I think going there, even just for a year and a half when I was there, it just accelerated my game so much. Like my skills when I came out of sevens were just, you know, like I wasn't missing a pass. Like, you know, we repped so much of that stuff and uh, it definitely accelerated accelerated my uh, development and maybe something that I didn't have growing up throughout college or high school. And that kind of showed me how to be a pro and, you know, kind of get my skills in order. And um, yeah, no, now it's, but now it's, you know, there's actually places for everyone where you can be in a high performance environment, um, which is just, we need more and more and more of it. It is a mindset, you know, professional is a, is a mindset. It's not about, you know, being at elite training center or Olympic training center. It's about, you know, sort of waking up and making the decision of being like, Hey, I'm going to get better today. I'm, I'm going to, you know, take it professional. It's not about how much you're getting paid or, or the walls that you're surrounded by. Uh, so that's a good outlook. And, and that's another good thing that you're having these season vets, uh, you know, international players coming over. But I mean, you know, Chris, there, there's a lot of young, uh, young boys and girls across the country looking up to you, you know, and, you know, you carving up on the seventh circuit, you know, being with the 15th team and then obviously, uh, you know, doing your thing in the MLR. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, much commend to you and, and, and keep crushing it. It's awesome. Appreciate it. Especially coming from the legend of Todd Clever. <laughs> the GOAT. Um, if we look at Rooney and, you know, some of the characters in the team, there's there's one guy, Ben Foden, that I'm very close with. And, you know, I, full disclosure, I, I helped connect him with Rooney in the beginning and, and his first uh, sort of goal there. But you and him were one of the first, uh, you were one of the first players that sort of he got introduced to. I was there. We got to hang out in New York City. Talk about like how Ben has developed at Rooney and how he went from sort of, you know, a foreigner to he's almost one of New York's own now and, and so entrenched in that sort of Rooney culture and identity. Yeah, you probably wouldn't even realize that he came over from anywhere else. Like he's so entrenched in New York and um, he's, you know, he's just one of the guys now and he's the leader of, our, you know, he's the vocal leader of our team and he's been here from, from day one and he's just been an absolute champion um, in terms of just how he's dealt with everything. Like he's never complained. He's never 
had any issues. You know, he's he's really just been one of the boys, and it's been awesome uh, to see him. And now he has a, a wife and kid, and you know, he's just doing great. Um, he's enjoying it, and he's really embracing that American uh, culture and the New York culture. And how strong is he in the gym? It's outrageous for a back. Yeah, he actually is quite strong, and he doesn't even do it that often. It's just like one-off, you know, days. He picks and chooses. He just has the old man strength. Like, he just still has it, but he doesn't have to show it off very often. <laughs> no, he's in the four. He's, he's still in fine form, and he's having a great season. But I, I just know I spent many a, a rehab session uh, recovering from injury, injury at Saints with him. And, and when you're a front-row forward who's – who's, you know, supposed to be at the top of the game and, and the fullback slash wing can, can bench 150 kilos with you. You're, it's pretty, and take 50 kilo dumbbells above his head and shoulder press. It's pretty uh, exceptional for someone like him. It's, it's always something where you don't notice on the field, but he's a genetic freak when it comes to the gym and, and, and he still looks in great shape for, for an old dog. He is, yeah. I mean, he's he's in great nick. He's he's definitely in great. He's he's never not in great nick. So, you know, even with a year off, he came back and he was still you know, chiseled and has a six pack. So you really, yeah, you can't complain about the guy. I've seen the guy eat dairy milk for about a month straight and still have an eight pack. So I don't think he actually yeah, gained, I don't know. he gains fat. It, yeah. It's not fair, but you know, speaking of rigs, when are we going to see you in, in a set of uh, budgies that seem to be the, the New York shout? We're obviously team noodle bags here on the American rugby show, but you know, shots have been fired uh, from coast to coast with all this bugly banter, uh, budgie banter. And, and we want to see Chris Martina, you know, strutting his stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not much of a budgies guy. I actually did. There was one story. I went down to uh, Ocean City, Maryland to Secrets, which is one of the biggest uh, outdoor bars in America. And I had my budgies on and the security guard was just like, yeah, we don't allow Speedos here. <laughs> and it was just like, it's not a Speedo, but yeah, you're you're right. You know, you're right. Um, but yeah, I'm not much of a noodle bag guy, but I do have like seven pairs in my uh, in my closet for sure. Don't worry, we'll change that, mate. We'll change that. We're coming in strong with the the Noodle Bags uh, American Rugby Show coming in strong, modeled by oh, the one and only Todd Clever, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Todd looks way better in that than I think I do. So. <laughs> and me. So, Chris, I mean, a lot of teams across uh, Major League Rugby are, are, are putting up some, you know, good facilities. And you guys talk about your improvement from year one to year now. Do you know sort of the next, you know, five-year plan, three-year plan, 10-year plan of, of it? Are you guys going to, you know, get a stadium? Are you guys going to get sort of uh, something closer to Manhattan? What uh, do you, can you fill us in with any of that information? Uh, it's a very changing landscape in New York City, so you really never know. But um, I think they're going to stay in Jersey City for at least the next two years. Um, and I think that the big goal for the next five years is just to find a stadium that suits what we're looking for um you know obviously there's red bull stadium you know there's a few other options but really very slim slim pickings um you know so i think it's you know up to those up to management up to steve lewis he's doing a hell of a job uh it's it's a nightmare trying to figure that out uh logistically here but you know we're actually playing our new games i think in uh st john's soccer stadium uh in queens these next four games which actually looks like quite a nice field um, with some good stands. So I think, you know, hopefully that potentially could be a new home for a while. Um, but yeah, I think that's the biggest question mark in the next five years is, is where are we going to play our games? And there's a few ven venues, but, um, you know, it's still to, to be determined. Above all of our pay grades, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, they don't tell us much, to be honest. 
Just keep, we just, just play. Throwing those Geely tries of the week and, uh, you know, they laughing. Exactly. All right, Chris, uh, I think it's about time now. We've kept you uh, long enough and you can go join those hungry front rowers uh, for their dinner because uh, we fear for your safety if we keep <laughs> you any longer. But thanks so much for coming on the show, mate. And, um, you know, personally, we're good friends. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you. I think you're a great advocate for American rugby, the, the work you do on the ground, coaching in the U.S., to the skill set and, and what you offer as American rugby player. I think it, it, it's a credit to the sport and, and we're lucky to have players like you over here and being ambassadors for the game. So thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on the American Rugby Show. And good luck this season with the rest of the MLR, except when you play uh, LA. Thanks, Corbs. Appreciate what you guys are doing. It's uh, It's been awesome to watch you guys grow and, and watching the show get bigger and bigger. And uh, just, yeah, just looking forward to you guys uh, growing as a show and, and having me on again. Man. Good luck for the rest of the season, Chris. Great work so far. This week's American Rugby Show was brought to you by Gilly's Legendary Lager. A lager this crushable doesn't come around that often. Let's find out. I stand by that statement. All right, guys. Uh, it was great to have Chris on. Uh, I've known him for a while here. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a credit to rugby in America. And uh, it was good to get some insight from what's going on at Rooney and, and, and an East Coast guest. No, it's the best. I mean, that guy is, uh, is, is a class act. I mean, you know, to have uh, the Gillies Try of the Week uh, score, you know, come on just a few days afterwards. You know, his bye week, he could be uh, doing everything else. As he said, he's going to take out the front row for pizza. But uh, to have the, have the, the Big Apple the man uh, in Manhattan come onto the show, you know, share his knowledge, share what's going on with him and, and that exciting club of Rooney. Yeah, I think he's another, he's another person uh, that kind of sums up all the best things about American rugby. And, you know, you guys were talking about that being the first port of call for some of these international guys, Bastaro and Foden and Ellis, when they first get here, they speak to a guy like that and they'll absolutely feel the passion for America, for rugby in America. And not only the passion, but the knowledge and the experience that Chris has. So um, I think he's a great spokesman, a great ambassador for the game here. And um, yeah, you couldn't uh, wish for a better bloke to give the uh, Gillies try of the week to. Well, lads, that's a wrap on this week's State of the Union. Uh, it's It's been a good one. Uh, Chris was a great guest. I love the little chat at the beginning. I think we're going to have to make that more of a regular staple of the show where we get in and dissect some of those news uh, issues and then we bang into our interview. For everyone listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we really appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribed and sharing our content. Same if you're watching on YouTube or the Rugby Network. We really appreciate it. Keep an eye out every week. We have the MLR Breakdown, which Drops audio Tuesday morning first thing. The video is usually out by the afternoon and it airs on the Rugby Network on a Wednesday. We put a lot of time into that. It's the best MLR analysis out there. Rob Hoadley is the man with the magical touch, putting all those clips together and getting us our edits out there. It really is a staple of the show. And a reminder, if you have not heard it already, this, this episode is timeless. The Eagle Watch with Nate Ebner. Anytime, any place, you can sit down, listen to that. It's a great story. We dive into his career, love of rugby from Patriots to Super Bowls to relationship with his dad. It has something for everyone. Tune into that. We'll catch you next week with the MLR breakdown from all at the American Rugby Show from Todd Clever, Rob Hoadley, and myself. Thanks again, and we'll speak to you soon.
Lastly, a big thank you for this week's show, which was brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.